Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, we are on the road to Columbus, Ohio, to speak with Professor Spira. Professor Spira is an educator, musician, and author. His latest book is called Mucusless Diet Healing System, originally published by Professor Arnold Erhardt, In 1922, Professor Spira has revised and edited and republished it. So, Professor Spira, welcome to the RV. Greetings. Thank you so much for having me. I have so many questions for you. Thank you for your time. You described yourself as an ethnomusicologist. What is that exactly? So an ethnomusicologist is somebody that studies music and culture or music as culture. So another way to describe it would be like a musical anthropologist. So someone that's trained in music, but also trained in cultural studies and anthropological studies to be able to analyze how music and culture relate to one another. And so, yeah, that's what I studied. Interesting. And also you studied jazz trombone as well. Correct. Yeah. Because I'm a a professional jazz trombonist. So my first two college degrees were in trombone performance and jazz studies. And uh, then I got a PhD in ethnomusicology. And how did music first come into your life? As far back as I remember, when I was really young, I was always fascinated with music, just watching the TV and seeing live shows and music on uh, uh, children's shows. I've watched all the different children's shows that I watched at the time. I was obsessed with the music. I loved the the, the intro themes and I would learn how to sing all the intro themes. And I also had this little tape recorder a fisher price tape recorder and i used to try to improvise i hit a toy guitar a toy microphone and i would just improvise like i'm giving a concert and uh so i loved doing that and just at that age i never had any real formal training but i was always working on something musical and trying to teach myself had a little keyboard and trying to teach myself how to do stuff trying to sing along with things i was teaching myself how to dance and i'd watch michael jackson videos and try to learn how to dance and uh, so it just was something that always was uh, an important part of my life it was just kind of a natural part to just really uh, be connected with music the way that it made me feel and as i got older i wanted to pursue music more seriously when i in the fifth grade i chose trombone because the story is when I was really young looking at a TV where they had a parade I kept pointing to the trombone players and so the adults just kind of as I grew up was like you still want to play trombone when you get older I'm like yeah 
And so when the time came in fifth grade, I took the trombone and started trying to learn how to play it and just practiced it a lot and just uh, took it serious and uh, got good enough to go to college with it and pursue, you know, becoming a professional musician. It's amazing. So it was in your blood since you were kid. Yeah. A trombone was huge. Yeah, it's and and I was you know I was a bigger bigger kid, uh, but yeah, I had trouble usually with when young people play trombone, they might not be able to get to the seventh position, which is the furthest position out on the slide, and so I could I could barely get it. I couldn't quite get it, but I was I was pretty close, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big big instrument for for young people to try to handle. Yeah, but this sound is fantastic. Yeah, your life changed twenty years ago. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, so all the time as I was growing up, I was always really sick. I had really bad allergies that gave me allergy medications. I was always getting ear infections all the time, just constantly having ear, nose and throat issues, blowing my nose all the time. And, uh, and, and I was putting on weight. And so by the time I was in high school and gr graduating high school, I was uh, almost 300 pounds and just dealing with a number of different ailments and I, uh, including a uh, sleep apnea, they had the sleep at, you know, CPAP unit and all that kind of stuff. And before that I was under the assumption as I was taught that it's genetic, that this sickness, it runs in my family because I had a really sick mother uh, and grandmother. So my mother was, was so sick that she was in and out of the ho hospital constantly so I was raised a lot of the time by my aunt, and my grandma. Now, when I was 10 years old, my grandma passed away and that totally devastated me because I really had the mother son bond with my grandma. And a week after my grandma passed away, my mother had a heart attack and got a, a double bypass surgery. And then she never made it back to the house for the next two years. She was in a nursing home. She ended up having both of her legs amputated because they got gangre gangrenous. So I, at a, as a young person, I spent a lot of time in a hospital and nursing homes visiting my mom. And I just, I just would look around there and I'm like, it would be like, I know that this is not normal. This is just, this is not a normal reality for humans. I couldn't explain why I didn't know what was going on, but this kind of suffering to me at that time, I felt that this was not right, that this was not normal. There's got to be some kind of answer for this. So you fast forward to my freshman year of college and, you know, I'm at University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. So I'm working really hard on my degree, but on the weekends I'm going out, I'm eating horrible and I'm smoking. I got a cigarette habit and then I'm doing, you know, smoking weed and all this different, whatever. And I had met a guy by the name of Willie Smart, a.k.a. Brother Air, who had been practicing this particular diet for, at that time, over 20 years. And we were at a jam session, uh, me and my friend, and 
in, in between the sets, they had this free buffet for the musicians. And so I went and I got a big plate of all this, like chicken wings and all this stuff. And we were sitting across from Willie and I'm sitting here just eating. And he just had his face changes like he just can't hold it back any longer. He's got to tell us what is going on. So he starts telling us about the importance of diet and hitting us with things that we'd never heard before in terms of the possibilities, like what are, what are humans actually supposed to eat and you know, the nature of fasting and things that I had hadn't heard a lot of people talk about before, but they resonated with me. And so after that conversation, I needless to say, I, I stopped eating what was in front of me. I was like, as he's talking, I'm kind of looking down and I'm like, okay, I think I'm done now. And uh, then, you know, I went and got a copy of the book, Mucus's Diet Healing System by Professor Arnold Errett. And, uh, and the rest was history. You know, six months after that, I lost a hundred pounds. I overcome all those different allergies and ailments, uh, and got off the CPAP unit, just had a total transformation. And in fact, for those that are watching, you can see here's a before and after these were taken a year, year apart. And well, so, or, yeah, that's that six months. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Yep. Six, six months. Now the pictures are a year, but yeah, in six months, I pretty much lost uh, a great deal of the weight that I'd been carrying around for, for a lot of years. And, um, yeah, got off the pharmaceutical medications. I'd been on stuff where they said, oh, well, you'll just have to take this for the rest of your life. And, uh, you're telling that to a child and, uh, and I didn't know any better. And so I, I was until I got into this lifestyle and all of a sudden, you know, I'm cleaning myself out. Um, I'm, I'm going through these eliminations and seeing all of this waste come out of my body and I'm feeling better. I'm looking better. And I'm looking younger and younger. And, and then I was just like, okay, well, this, this answered my questions. This was this answer. A lot of the questions that I had when I was young about the nature of human suffering and why do humans behave the way that they do? And uh, all of those questions for me were answered in that particular book. Yeah. That's why people say you are what you eat. Exactly. And you discovered Professor Eretz's mm -hmm. mucusless diet. And we all know that we get mucus when we have a cold. But can you explain to us what foods cause mucus? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the primary foods that cause mucus in the body or degrade into mucus are meat meat products or dead animal flesh dairy and grains and starches now not all mucus forming foods are created equal so you don't get off of everything right away uh there so the worst ones that you would want to get off of which we actually call pus forming because any that the animal tissue it's not necessarily infected tissue, that definition of pus, but just a very concentrated form of mucus that decays down into this very viscous, very kind of nasty stuff. And if you just think about what happens to flesh when it is decaying uh, and, and we're expecting our body to process that when 
as I've discovered and believe the human body's not not designed to process the meat and the dairy products and these things that we've been uh, oriented to believe we're supposed to have. Uh, but of course, this this answers that paradox that a lot of uh, the paradox of, OK, we're, we're, we need all the, these things we're supposed to need, all this high protein foods and all these various vitamins and stuff that we're supposed to need. But many of the foods that they recommend and say that you have to have are the very foods that they'll turn around and say may cause cancer may cause strokes, may cause heart attacks. And so that's a paradox. But what Arnold Errett does in the mucus diet healing system is essentially solve that paradox. Say there is no paradox. You're either, either eating foods that don't create disease and illness in the body or and, and help remove it, or you're eating foods that, that cause the illness and cause the obstructions. And why are these foods problematic to our health? I believe that it causes inflammation. Is that correct? Yeah, so it, it causes inflammation when you leave behind waste. When you the, We say the uneliminated, unnatural food substances. When you eat something that uh, is mucus forming or pus forming, the body does its best to break break it down and eliminate it but there's a residue, there's material that's left behind that doesn't eliminate. And as that material sits in the colon or sits in the intestines, it gets really nasty. It gets really slimy and, uh, and it becomes uneliminated. And that leads to where all of a sudden there's this epidemic of colon cancers and a lot of intestinal problems and the Crohn's diseases and diverticulitis and so on and so forth. The foundation of all of that is the same, which is this uneliminated, unnatural food substance that turns into slime, that turns into this nasty substance. And when it just sits in there and it uh, and it's and it becomes acidic, acid forming, then that causes all any number of diseases. And inflammation is a huge part of that because you, you have all this acid and the body is then trying to protect itself. It inflames. And uh, then, you know, and then it's, it becomes a systemic problem because your lymphatic system stops functioning properly. It's not you're not filtering uh, the waste that you should be in your kidneys. Your uh, lymphatic system is not moving, which is like the mucus system. And uh, and then st organs start to shut down. Other systems start to be compromised. And we have all kinds of different disease terminology for all those individual ailments when it's all the same thing at the foundation of it you know they all come down to uh, improper eating and uh, cellular constipation you know that comes from eating these foods that we're not supposed to put in our body thank you professor espira you have published eight books about this topic yeah so i have the Uh, so there's the annotated, revised and edited mucusless diet healing system. And so this is the the, the most important one. This is the one that really uh, there's all important books from history have some kind of annotated version. And I felt that if any book deserved an annotated version, then the mucusless diet healing system definitely did. And uh, so I essentially just make some notes in the foot 
you know, add some footnotes and some end notes and give clarity to things that people have consistently not understood when they've read the book. I've surveyed a lot of people over the years, and I would notice there were certain things that people would consistently not understand. And so I try to shed light on those things and address those things in the annotated version. Then I have a companion book called uh, Spira Speaks, Dialogues and Essays on the Mucus's Diet Healing System, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. So this has a lot of, I call it a lifestyle book. Instead of a diet book, it's a lifestyle book because it gives insight into what it is like to live this life. The, you know, you practice the mucus diet healing system as a lifestyle. You know, I call my company mucus free life because this is about a lifestyle. It's not just about a little diet uh, and it's really serious. So there's a lot of uh, case studies in there of people that I've worked with and uh, common things that people go through when they practice a diet. And then the other books, we got rational fasting, uh, which is another one of probably Arnold Eretz's second most influential book. Then uh, some other things that were out of out of print until I put them out back out, which was uh, Thus Speak at the Stomach is kind of a small, uh, small booklet, physical fitness, as well as definite cure of chronic constipation, which all include a number of different articles that just are just perfect uh, support the, the study of the mucus's diet in a good way. But, uh, uh, but yeah, those are those are our books. Congratulations, you became an expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what happened when I had started practicing the diet, I it when I lost all that weight, it wasn't too long before people started coming to me and asking me all these questions about what am I doing and what this what's this diet thing and all this stuff. And I le learned pretty early that I had an ability to articulate the principles of the diet uh, fairly well and kind of explain it and so that people would understand it. And 20 years ago, that was harder than it is even today because the, the kind of push for veganism was not around yet. And the raw foodists and vegetarianism, all that stuff was not looked upon very kindly at the time. And so uh, I had to really learn how to persuasively and descriptively discuss uh, the diet in a way that would you know, kind of leave people wanting wanting to know more and to to not just throw it off and be scared scared of it. And uh, so I would kind of break it down. But yeah, that's how I uh, and, and I all and I really dedicated a lot of time studying people that practiced the diet and people who had tried to practice, but were unsuccessful and people who have read the book, but didn't like it and, or didn't want to do, you know, so I just really studied everything around the mucus's diet healing system and just, just absorbed all their information and uh, which really helped to inform the kind of things that I wrote and uh, and continue to write and uh, the resources that we put out and we got a coaching program and all that kind of stuff uh, basically comes out of my just observing people and how they understand, you know, the learning process. I got uh, really passionate about being an educator in the, the process of how do you uh, how do you present information 
for people to uh, retain it and understand it. And, and the actual, the art of that was something that I really got uh, pretty deeply into. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Of course, this diet is not only benefiting our health, also the planet. Because oh, yeah, definitely. Diets, like our planet is, is being contaminated. People are eating a lot of meat and we need more water. We need. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the, and of course, there's all the, the studies that people can look up at the, the kind of pollution that the meat and dairy industry produces far surpasses a lot of these things that people attack uh, in there. And of course, we we want we want there to be a lot more consciousness. And because you know, one of the things that Arnold Eric mentions in the Mucus's Diet book is that the body, the human body, is an air gas engine that runs on air. Because, see, most people know you can go a few days without food and you're not going to fall over dead. I, and, and actually, uh, and I don't always talk about, about these because sometimes they, I don't know, I get weird reactions from people sometimes. But I'm, I've actually been juice fasting for uh, 14 days. This is my 14th day of a juice fast. And uh, I didn't die. <laughs> you know, I'm still here and I feel better than when I started. And, uh, and so there's a lot of these nutrition theories and myths that people in our community have just with with our own lives and our own bodies. We've just annihilated uh, a lot of these things because they're just wrong. They're just they're just wrong. But people don't know unless they do these experimentation on themselves. But, yeah, the, the pollution situation, if everybody started doing this and started to clean themselves up, eat the fruits, eat the vegetables, get into the fresh juices, all these great habits that we have, uh, we would clean this planet up pretty quickly. Yeah. And also you've adopted this lifestyle, you said 20 years ago. Yeah. How has this diet transformed your life? It to totally transformed my life. At the time, before I started practicing the diet, I sort of had this premonition that if I didn't make a significant change, I was going to die in my 30s, that I would be a statistic, be somebody that gets a stroke or heart attack or something in the 30s. And I know, uh, and unfortunately, there's a lot of, a lot of these are happening right now. There's a lot of young people, people in their 40s, people in their 50s that are getting heart attacks and strokes or even thirties and the colon cancers and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was on that path because I was on the path to being becoming like really obese. The reason that I don't even look worse in, in my, in my pictures here on the left was because before I went to college, I was a varsity athlete. I played football. So I was working out all the time. And, uh, uh, but when I, once I went to college, I stopped working out and I was just practicing. So I was practicing my trombone like 10 hours a day, but I'm not doing any kind of physical activity. And so I just started putting on the pounds and, uh, 
if if I'd have stayed on that path, I think it would have would have been really bad. I mean, I was all I was really uncomfortable, but you don't realize how uncomfortable you are until you make the change because you don't have any form of reference to put it up against. Like, you know that you got pain and you got, I mean, I used to have really bad, like almost arthritis. And I was like 18 years old with really bad arthritis. I couldn't even open my hand because I, I had spent six years in, in the three point stance in football with putting weight on this hand. And then on top of that, uh, the using map mice, because that that was a new thing at the time, the computers. And so just that whole thing, uh, this this was horrible. I mean, at a young age and but with the diet it uh, and I did, I became ambidextrous so I can I can use a mouse with my left hand now to and uh, to take the pressure off of that. But but just with the diet over over time, this this healed. you know, I don't have I don't feel that anymore. And um, and so, yeah, I would definitely. A uh, couple other things that changed at the time, it changed some of my value system. Some of what I wanted to do uh, is at the time I wanted to go on and become like a kind of like a just a famous, famous musician, like a rock star, kind of like a like a you know, celebrity musician and tour all the work around the world all the time and doing that kind of stuff. And I think that that might that might be in the cards but there's certain decisions i made that took me off that path like i uh performed with uh some pretty famous people over the years and i could have like went on tour with them and did stuff but i turned those opportunities down because i wanted to focus on practicing the mucus's diet and really to transform my physiology like that's the most important thing in my life, it's like right at the center of my life is transforming my physiology, taking things to, to a whole different level. Because me and, and and the folks that do this, we're kind of we look at ourselves kind of like pioneers because there there's deeper levels that we're uncovering that changing your diet gets you to. And uh, when you get into different levels of fasting, different levels of and I don't promote long term fasting, but. I always tell people just read the mucus diet book, check out those methodologies. But as you start to clean yourself up, you start to notice that you're able to do some of these things a lot easier. It's easier to eat well, to be hundred percent mucus free. It's easier to fast for periods of time. Uh, and so, um, but yeah, yeah. It, it really, it helped my creativity and my artistry as a musician and really totally upgraded all of that. And, uh, so I just, I was one of the people that read the book and then I just, I didn't look back because sometimes one of the challenges that a lot of people have with practicing the diet are social challenges because they, they're like, okay, it sounds good. I want to be more healthy, but then they get the phone call from the friend that want to go to the club or go to the bar or go to the restaurant or do this or that. And, uh, and I've seen a number of people fall off the wagon doing that <laughs> where they're like, okay, I was, I was doing good. Then I went out with my friends and I had some chicken wings. And, uh, and so I, I just made a commitment to myself that I wasn't going to let social issues be a reason that I not be successful with the diet. And so I got pretty hardcore about just, I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not going out to clubs and things. I'm just, uh, and if I did have to go someplace where 
maybe there was food involved. I, I brought my own food and, uh, and that was, and that was it. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. I used to do it as well. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes I used to eat before going out. Exactly. Talking about music again and back to the music, you mentioned your music has helped people overcome their illness as well as your one-on-one coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Because I know mm-hmm. that music can definitely heal your soul. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and that's, and, and music has played such a huge role in my transformation. And be, as an artist, I, I, and that's something I bring to the Nucleus Diet Healing System practice is looking at it as an art form, as opposed to a science experiment. Cause that's something a lot of people say is like, well, is, is that diet scientific or that's not really scientific or it's like, well, it's not, it's not, to, you know, a real diet and lifestyle is not about science. It's not scientific. It's a, it's about an, it's an art form. And so you, there, there's a handful of principles. It's just like anybody that's going to learn how to play an instrument. We have, we can use the same method book, but each person's body is different. So if I'm teaching a student how to play trombone, I can show them the proper technique but they're they're going to do it differently than me because their body is different. Their lip is their lips are different. Their arms are a different size. Their body is different. So we can use the same methods, but each individual person is going to have to figure it out for their body. You know, that's something that's in the realm of art. That's that's what you do as an artist as you as you're. So it's a different mentality as to uh, as opposed to where you're thinking like, well, okay, 500 calories today, and I'm going to do this, where it's just really reductivist. Uh, that's, you know, that that's just really problematic. But uh, in terms of the, the healing power of music, that is something where we I've seen just transformation of people that either listen to our music. And I right now I have a band called uh, Professor Spirit and Brother Air Fire Music Project. And uh, you can find us for firemusicprojectlive.com. And also had uh, for years a band called Breatharian Ensemble. And both both of those groups, you know, we make music that is inspired by this lifestyle that comes out of this uh, this realm, out of this lifestyle. And so there are, uh, I mean, I've heard of people that will take our music and, they do it. So one of the things that we do in our practice is uh, something called lemon juice and distilled water enemas that scares some people, but it, it's a good tool for us. And because uh, if you really want to eliminate and help get some of this nasty slime, like the cancer causing slime out of your gut, then it's something that that can be helpful. But I've heard of people listening to our music while they're doing their enemas or while they are uh, making their fresh juice or prepping their salads and, uh, or they'll sleep, go to sleep with it. And it's, it becomes, uh, uh, something that motivates them, something that keeps them on track, you know, keeps their, uh, their vibration tuned in, you know, tuned in to this particular vibration of practicing, uh, the mucus's diet. And so, uh, yeah, music is, uh, such, such, so powerful, just such a powerful medium to uh to express vibrations and just we we can kind of 
you know, you, you go beyond the, the mental, logical brain and just get right down into the, the soul with those vibrations. Totally. And Professor Spira, where can we find you online? Please give us your call. Yeah. So uh, check out uh, so mucusfreelife.com is my main website. And from there, you sign up for our Insiders Club and that's you get you know, we put out a newsletter and other information there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I think my handle's at, at prof.spira, uh, or just type in Professor Spira, and I should pop up there. I'm on my YouTube channel, Prof Spira, uh, Mucus Free Life LLC, and or just type in Professor Spira, and, I, and you should start seeing some of my stuff pop up there. And uh, same for Facebook, uh, I think, at Professor Spira, whole word, Professor Spira, uh, and I'm all, all over there on the social media. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, the I, I'm pretty active on Instagram, YouTube, is uh, and uh, as well as Facebook. But um, but yeah, that's how you, you know, come come on come on through. Find me on the platforms and connect and uh, and and definitely, you know, would love to have you on my Instagram. I put out a lot of uh, a lot of inspirational quotes related to mucus's diet and and reels and recipe a couple of recipe videos and that kind of stuff and so and i have a lot more things coming in the in the actually this is a great time to plug into our community because in the coming months i have a lot of content plan that i want to put out there on the uh, different platforms that sounds great and are you currently working on anything you'd like to share with us right now i mean we are really getting ready to do some really big things in 2023 uh working on a uh a little tour i want to do a tour of some of the bigger cities and put on seminars for the mucus's diet healing system and expose this to uh some new people in person get back to the in-person things. And because uh, I too, as you got the RV, I, I got a, a, a conversion van. I love to just hit the road and go out and travel. And, you know, I got that that spirit. And so I want to go to some of these cities and just put on some mucus diet seminars, bring my friend, brother air along and uh, get some music going as we we're also street musicians and we'll go and play music on the street and, you know, really like bring the music directly to the people. So I want to you know get into that, but but yeah, just this is a building as as we say for people that follow like the financial markets, the bear market. This is the the build buildable bear market. The build this is the time to build, and uh, and so we're we're building a lot of lot of things. So I have a, a coaching program that we're that it it don't we only have it a couple times a year. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, make sure to sign up for the Insiders Club newsletter. And the next time it's available, you'll uh, find out. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking to expand, just just expansion, you know, just taking things to the next level. I really were I think we're ready in terms of the community, in terms of the information to really get this out to uh, larger audiences, because traditionally the mucus diet healing system had been something kind of underground it was an underground movement and there's a lot of famous people that knew about and know about the mucus's diet and actually do it but they tend to not be very vocal about it and so even i mean so like uh for instance 
Albert Einstein knew about the mucus's diet. He was good friends with Fred Hirsch, who operated a, a, a retreat where he would put people on the mucus's diet and, and help them heal and fast them and that kind of stuff. But he was really good friends with, with uh, Albert uh, Einstein. And Einstein actually came out there to this place I'm talking about uh, a couple times. But Steve Jobs knew about the mucus's diet and, and, so he was into it in the 70s. He's one of these guys, if I had a time machine and I could go back and help him understand the transition diet methodology, which is something that I really teach a lot, I think that he could have been successful and been able to stick with it because he got out of it in the 80s. But he was into it long enough to where the, the brand name Apple literally was inspired by a fast that he did after he read Arnold Eretz mucus's diet healing system and rational fasting he he did an apple fast he went to an apple farm and with a friend and that as the story goes they were there for a couple of weeks just just living on the apples and uh, when it came time for him to name his computer and his company he just thought well apple sounds like a good name because it's relatable and it's you know it just that came out of so i always like to think about that where you know, people don't realize that uh, folks that are that have Apple products, you see this Apple on the back and you don't realize that Professor Arnold Eret inspired that Apple. If that was if it wasn't for Arnold Eret, that app, that company would probably not be called Apple. Yeah. And so uh, it's yeah. So it's 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 interesting. It's there's a lot uh, there's a lot to uncover because one of the one of the reasons that most of a lot of folks ha probably haven't heard of, of Arnold Eric and the mucus's diet is because his work has been systematically, uh, systematically suppressed by different leaders of, of in, in different industries. Obviously the meat and the dairy industry didn't want to have anybody have any, any kind of this information, uh, the medical industries. And there's a whole history where so-called alternative Med medications and the fastings and this kind of stuff were suppressed and were attacked uh, by people with a lot of money so that all people would ever think about would be just the standard medical doctors and buying medicine and this kind of stuff. And, uh, and so there's been efforts to really suppress this work. And so part of my mission is to uh, put it, put it back out here, you know, give it the exposure that it deserves and, then let people make up their own mind. If they, if they resonate with it, then at least they've been exposed to it and uh, they can come in this, in this direction. Yeah, that's spectacular. Thank you for your time, for your, your explanation, for this passion that you have. Mm -hmm. And also I want to tell our listeners that you are featured on the November issue of our magazine, The Relatable Voice. So if you want to learn more about Professor Spears' work, please check it out on the website www.relatable-media.com. And also there you can find his website and everything possible to start changing your life. Yes. Most definitely. You got to, everybody's got to start somewhere and, and there's no, no reason to put it off. Don't put it off. <laughs> it's like, do it right and take action right now. This is, this is your moment. You've heard about it now. 
So now you can go, you know, click the link, go to the website, check it out. Nugus's diet healing system. And, and, and I always tell people when you read the book, do so with an open mind. You don't have to agree with all everything in there and all the theories and stuff. Just read it kind of because some of it is philosophy is philosophical in nature. Other things are practical steps of things that you can implement immediately. So, uh, so just kind of, you know, just be open-minded, read the book, read it a second time. And, uh, but then take action, you know, start making those changes. When you, next time you go to the store, buy some better things, you know, it's like, that's, that's how it starts. It's, uh, uh, and like we say, when you really plug into the idea of transition and think about transition dieting, and just, we use the term, the transition is as a lifestyle, you know, where like a lot of people want to say, well, how long does the transition take? And it's like, well, it's the transition is nature. You know, we're always in transition. The question is, which direction are we transitioning toward? You know, with the mucus diet healing system, we can transition back toward a more species specific diet, the diet that humans are actually designed for. Because uh, and you have to transition to it because we you can't do it overnight because we, we have to go. We've gotten so far away from how we're supposed to eat and live that it's going to take some time. But uh, but patience, not being hard on yourself and uh, uh, just in doing, you know, taking action, doing the work. And you will definitely, as I have and as many people I know, have, uh, you know, experienced the benefits of uh you know, of, of cleaning, cleaning ourselves up as best as we can. Detoxing. Hmm? Yeah. The de detoxification. And I don't, I don't know. Does your audience, I got a picture of some slime that that's in the body. I, I don't know if your, if your audience can handle the slime picture. So, all right. So I, if, if you're squeamish or you're eating something, then don't look. But so this, this is called mucoid plaque. This stuff is in the colon and intestines of most people that eat mucus forming foods. And this stuff smells like death. It's nasty. And you start getting it out. When you change, you start using the methods of the mucus diet healing system. You start seeing this stuff come out. And I know people there's, there's, if you go online and look up mucoid plaque, there'll be all these articles saying that there's no such thing. It's fake. And, you can call it what you want. I don't, I mean, you can call it something else, but the reality of this nasty waste that doesn't belong in the body being there and the, the way that you get it out. And, and I'll make a note that when, when I, when we get this stuff out, we're not using clays and charcoal and this kind of stuff, which is what the, some people will say, Oh, well, you're, it's just, you're, you're using some cleanse. It's like, no, we use, Fruits, vegetables, lemon juice, water, <laughs> that, you know, those are the tools that we use and uh, we get a lot of this stuff out. And so imagine how much better you'll feel when you get this stuff out of your system because the average person has 32 feet of impacted intestines. Our intestines are filled up with unilaminated fecal matter and it's not supposed to be like that, you know, but that's become normality. And so, but when you start to eliminate this stuff, the back pain starts going away, the allergies go away, your, your immunity goes through the roof and 
things are things are a lot better. That's great. So, Professor Spira, next time you come, you know that our doors are open. Ah, you. yes. Also, come and please talk about diet and also play an instrument for yeah us. i'll bring yeah i'll get the trombone out and and play play you guys a, a little song definitely it's a deal all right <laughs> so thank you very very much for your presence here ah uh, thank you so much i've enjoyed it if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.